Hi, I'm Benjamin Krieger from KMIH Mercer Island. I've always been interested in finance and numbers, so today I'll be talking with financial advisor Albert Israel. Albert went to the University of Washington, where he studied accounting and business administration. After college, Albert was actually a book salesman for a few years before becoming an investment specialist at Mass Mutual. Working there for nearly 20 years, Albert focused on financial planning regarding college funding strategies and retirement planning while also assisting with the investment domain for Mass Mutual Seattle branch. In 2015, he began working for Ameriprise Financial Services as a financial advisor and certified financial planner. Albert offers clients personalized financial advice, helping them with saving for college, retirement, investment plans, and opportunities, and more, giving clients confidence, connection, and control of their financial lives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Albert Israel. Albert, how are you doing today? Benjamin, I'm fine, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right, so let's get this started. So when did you know that you wanted to go into the field of finance? Well, I started as an accounting major at the University of Washington, and, and, I, and I finished the program. And while I was there and I was involved in the book selling job, I knew that I wanted to do something that was people-oriented, but I didn't really have the desire to be an accountant. So I thought, what could I do that's related to numbers and accounting and also is more people-oriented? And this investment and advisory business was the perfect fit. Absolutely. All right. So take us through your day as a financial advisor. Well, I get in early. Now, in the old days, old days meaning 70s, 80s, and 90s, when we were, we were all in the office, we didn't, couldn't work at home so easily. We would all get in around 6.30 or 7 o'clock because that's when the markets opened in New York. Uh, but then as time passed, there was less focus on the trading aspect of the job. So we started coming in later, but I've still made a habit of coming in early. So I arrive at 7 a.m. and there's always operational things to take care of, such as a change of beneficiary or a change of address or an addition to an account or a, a withdrawal from an account or a retitling of an account from this, maybe this child to that child. So there's always things to do that are operational. And so I spend my first hour or two uh, working on those operational issues. And then I tend to review the accounts of clients, see what's going right and what's going wrong, and sometimes make changes. Sometimes I make the changes uh, on my own. I have the discretion in some cases. Other times I have to call the client for their approval. And also during the day are lots of emails and calls coming in from clients. So they're, they're asking some of the operational questions and also some of the investment questions. Should I be investing money here or there? Should I invest more? Should I invest less? So dealing with those issues all day. Absolutely. And like out of, out of all those many responsibilities that you have as a financial advisor, what are some of your favorite aspects of that job? Well, my favorite is really the relationships. So I could have been doing something else. I could have been their accountant if I did indeed want to embrace that field, or I could have been their attorney. Really, it's just the relationship with the clients that I like. I do like the numbers. I do like the markets moving up and down. I do like seeing the stocks move up and down. But really what I enjoy is the relationship. Yeah. So what have been some of the things that you have found unexpected about this field and being a financial planner? Right. Well, oh, there, there sure are. Well, what's unexpected is the, uh, the timing of the volatility. So we know there's going to be volatility because humans are involved. Anytime humans are involved, we can't guess what's around the corner. And I think this, this Ukraine situation is a good example of how the markets have suffered because of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but who would have guessed six months ago that this would have happened? Yeah. So when there's, when there's humans involved, there's always uncertainty. And when there's uncertainty, there's volatility. So mm-hmm. that's something that we know will happen, the volatility. We just don't know when. 
and yeah. why? We've had a good run of about 10 years of, uh, of a good market, an, an increasing market. But this last three or four months have been very volatile. All right. How has your profession like changed over the years and how do you see it changing or staying the same in the future? Well, it's changed in, in one dramatic way. And that is that, well, two ways. I'll talk about the trading and then I'll talk about the, the workplace. So in the, in, when I started, which was in the 80s, so 80s, 90s, 2000s, we were very focused in what, on what you see in the movies. Let's buy 300 of this. Let's sell 200 of that. Let's buy 400 of this. Let's sell 100 of that. The trading aspect. Now, very few of us are doing that now. I'd say at, at, in the 80s and 90s, 95% of us did that. And now maybe 5% of us are doing that. Wow. And the reason it's changed so much is because we are now putting the, the management in the hands of, of outside managers. And we're just more of a conduit between the outside manager and the individual. So we're kind of the quarterback behind the system. And that's much lower stress, a little less lucrative, frankly, uh, from an income standpoint for us, but much, much lower stress. And then what's changed from a workplace standpoint is that some of my colleagues I never see. So, so many people are working from home. Of course, they were before COVID. Now, since COVID, even more so. So I was walking down my hall today, Benjamin, and I noticed three offices of individuals that I have not seen to, in two and a half years. Even before COVID, they weren't coming in much. Since yeah. COVID, they're really not. So- that's changed dramatically is people, some people are not even, haven't even walked in our door in two years. Oh. And then do you think there will ever be a return to, to trading being super valuable in, in this industry? Or like you said, do you think it will just continue not being as relevant as it once was in the eighties and the nineties? I think it'll be not as relevant because most of us don't want to take on that responsibility. And the challenge we've had in the past is that there was an old saying that we had, and that is that you're just as valuable as your last trade. So if you pick the wrong stock and you picked it for half your clients or two thirds of your clients or all your clients, and it went, and it went down, it went South, maybe even went out of business that happens once in a blue moon, but it happens then it's, it's really hard to recreate that energy that you had after such a devastating loss. So what we do see is some clients picking up a little of this and a little of that to go with the main managed account. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's one way you can kind of pursue both paths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now I don't know that much financial terminology, but what you're describing, it's kind of like those, those basket, like a basket fund. Correct. Or like that. Correct. All right. Awesome. The only the, the the small difference and small and, and I'd say noticeable difference is that we the baskets generally don't change. Mm -hmm. uh, the baskets are static, whether it's an index fund or an exchange traded fund. Those are generally static. They're they have X number of stocks in it, and and usually those same stocks remain. Generally, there's exceptions, but in our case, we're always or the managers, at least our managers, are always massaging the portfolio. So when we 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 use the term rebalance, when we rebalance every six months, three months, six months, nine months, every year, there are new stocks that enter the portfolio. So for example, maybe the manager thinks that Bristol Myers has run its course and it's at a high, the, the she or he gets out of Bristol Myers and into Johnson and Johnson, which they might think is a better value. So those baskets are pretty static. Ours are constantly changing. I'll phrase it this way, Benjamin, constantly changing slightly, constantly, constantly slightly changing. Interesting. Yeah. And then I guess for those who aren't in the financial industry, but want to learn more about it, what would you say is like the best way to inform yourself about things financial, whether it be the stock market or anything in that realm? 
Well, the best way by far is to buy a few individual stocks. You can buy one share in, in a particular company. And as you know, Benjamin, and I think your listeners know, the share represents ownership in the company. So if you buy one share of Microsoft, of course, Bill Gates has many, many, many more shares than you do. But as far as the, the ownership standpoint, you're in the same boat. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the financial industry or just anything in general? Yes. And so it's a, it's a, it's a fabulous industry. And we're experiencing one problem in the industry. It uh, doesn't so much apply to your colleagues now, but it will, will in about seven or eight years, is we're having trouble hiring people in the entry-level positions. And so those entry-level positions don't pay very much, but they're good background. And so I think what we're trying to tell the young people is don't be afraid to take a job where you're not going to get super wealthy. Don't be afraid to take a job that's not the highest paying job. You've got plenty of time for this. And this more applies to when you're 22, 23, 24. Don't be afraid to take one of those lower paying jobs because you're not going to be in the job forever. You're going to be in it just to get your foot in the door, learn the different avenues, the different aspects of finance, and see which one fits you for your 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave you with one more piece of information, if I may. Yeah, of course. So I love radio. I'm so glad you're involved in, in the radio station at the high school. Thank and you. I used to have a radio show. So on the weekends, uh, many of the, the radio stations, Como, KVI, Cairo, have lifestyle shows, either a boating show or an interior design show or a construction show or a car repair show. We, they call them lifestyle shows. So many years ago, I hosted the KVI financial show. Wow. So I've been on the radio. It was just a fabulous experience. So I commend all of you that are on the radio and I'll send you that article so you can see it as well. For sure. All right. Thank you, Albert. And thank you, KMIH, for listening. This has been Benjamin Krieger and Albert Israel signing off.